You're now listening to All Hog Sports. Covering all Arkansas Razorback sports, such as football, basketball, baseball, and much more. Now, here's your host for today's show, Sam Stimson. Arkansas travels to BYU to face off against the Cougars in their second road game of the season. On October 15th, you can catch the Hogs at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN. Their stadium is over 4,000 feet above sea level, so Arkansas will have to deal with the change in elevation. That's always something you consider when you're playing out west. Absolutely huge for the Razorbacks is getting K.J. Jefferson back. Not only is he your quarterback, he's your captain, and he's had a very impressive season this year and last year, and what he brings to this offense is undeniable. He's back, barring any other setbacks or injuries. Arkansas doesn't hit quarterbacks in practice, and Sam Pittman said he's having a normal practice week, so expect him to play against BYU. On the season, KJ is at 66.1% completion percentage for 1,096 yards, nine touchdowns and one interception, and an average of 3.9 yards per attempt on the ground. And like I said, Arkansas having their starting quarterback is just huge for the offense. And, you know, KJ's accuracy brings this offense to a higher level, especially in the long, uh, longer throw part of the game. And I think you'll see a shootout here at BYU. I'll get into that more later. But KJ, RPO decision-making, and then also some design quarterback runs and so forth. Wide receivers for Arkansas, you'll see Jaden Hazelwood. Landers and Hazelwood are clear one and two. Hazelwood, 27 catches for 364 yards and two touchdowns. Landers, 17 catches for 261 yards. Hazelwood, Landers, clear one and two for the Razorbacks. But uh, the third has kind of been up and down all season. Trey Knox, even though he's a tight end, really performed well in the Cincinnati game, but hasn't gotten much involved in the passing game as the third... uh, Guy receiver to get catches, and then uh, Ketron Jackson had a nice game against Bama, but then he really didn't see anything against Mississippi State or didn't see much before that. And then Warren Thompson as well, but he's been dealing with a little bit of an injury. The strength of the Arkansas offense is obviously in the rushing game, and a huge part of that has been the offensive line. The offensive line has performed excellent in run blocking, but in pass protection, they've done pretty well. And pass pro, they struggled a little bit against Alabama, dealing with Will Anderson and a number of different uh, guys on the defensive line. But, I mean, not every week you're playing the defensive line of, uh, you know, four, five, four stars and everything like that. Rushing for Arkansas, averaging 233.8 yards per game. They've been dominant up front. And the thing is, Arkansas establishing the running game is very important here against BYU. And their last three games, BYU has struggled against the run. And part of the reason why Notre Dame ended up picking a win up off of them. Rocket Sanders, 125 attempts on the season for 695 yards. 5.6 average yards per carry with five touchdowns. K.J. Jefferson with 312 yards as well. A.J. Green, Dominique Johnson, and uh, Rashad Dominion. Expect to see them as the uh, the backup running backs. I want to see more from Dominique Johnson in particular. I thought he had a really fantastic 2021 season as a freshman. And I think as a redshirt sophomore, uh, getting him involved in the game would uh, be beneficial. I think there's a lot of parts of he can kind of open up in the uh, the shorter run game, and as an explosive back, I'd like to see. 
Main thing for Arkansas is ball security. 13 fumbles and five of them have been lost. As a team, the turnover ratio is minus two. Another huge thing for this offense is the red zone offense. Arkansas has had seven empty trips into the red zone, number of those being fourth down, turnover on downs, the fumble against A&M, uh, failed to convert against Mississippi State on the line. Arkansas getting to the red zone and not scoring seven times in six games is a bit concerning. Arkansas's red zone uh, efficiency ranked 116th in the nation, so that has to get lower, and Arkansas has to start converting drives in the red zone. Can't give up any points here in a game that Arkansas is probably going to have to score 30-plus to win. Sustain long-scoring drives. I think a thing you'll see a lot against teams that have played BYU is they've sustained drives and moved, just kept moving the ball down the field, wearing down the other team's defense. And wearing down the other's defense goes with winning up front. And if Arkansas can win that offensive line battle, things will be so much easier. And when Arkansas also has the lead and the offense is um, you know, working well, you can run the ball more. And as you know, the identity of this Arkansas team is running the ball and Rocket Sanders getting him his carries, that'll be the success for the Razorback offense if they can just establish the running game and then have the passing game be secondary instead of you know having it flip-flop where the passing game is primary. And Arkansas has obviously struggled in the passing game this season in comparative to the running game. Now, this BYU defense has led up 362.2 yards allowed per game. Rushing yards allowed 172.2 4.1 yards per carry against a ranked Oregon team that beat them. Notre Dame had 5.2 yards per carry. And the thing is, the defense throws a number of different looks. You know, they're not going to always line up in three-man uh, sets up front, not going to line up four-man. Sometimes they'll have five-man blitzes. They throw a number of different looks your way and work with a very active number of personnel on the defensive line, linebacker, and secondary units. But... Like you saw, Oregon-Notre Dame established a running game and was able to beat BYU, those other two Power 5 teams. Uh, BYU did pick up a win against uh, Baylor, but those losses against uh, Notre Dame and Oregon have kind of defined why they dropped out of the uh, top 25 rankings. Something that BYU defense does as well is they bring some linebackers up for rushes. I thought Notre Dame up front on the offensive line did really well. BYU as a team has eight sacks, two of those by John Nelson. Starting defensive end for BYU, Tyler Batty's good edge rusher, 6'5", 275, returning starter. Additionally, defensive end, Errol Tuawit Mariner. He's a six-year senior. He's 6'4", 288, really big defensive end. Nose tackle, Caden Hawes. Defensive tackle, Gabe Sumners. Overall, BYU's defensive line up front, a very solid unit, but I think I would kind of favor Arkansas towards this one. I think this is where the Hogs can make their difference known in this. Now, this linebacker core is very talented, and there's a number of different positions. Starting off, Ben Bywater had 100 tackles last season, returning starter for BYU, team leader in tackles this season. 6'3 linebacker makes his ways around the field. At flash linebacker, you'll see Max Tooley. Middle linebacker, Keenan Piley. This is a really key playmaker for um, BYU. Having a solid middle linebacker 
is always important, especially in their scheme where they run a, you know, a lot of different fronts and sometimes bring the um, linebackers up to rush or have a QB spy. And then also their cover, Peyton Wilger. Defense as a whole has led up 267 points per game, 190 of those being passing yards allowed. In the secondary, they had what they call Cinco, kind of a um, extra defensive back, George Udo. At corner, you'll see Caleb Haynes and Gabe Judy Lolly. Their nickelback is very, very talented, though. Jacob Robinson, I do expect him to line up in the slot against Jaden Hazelwood. It will be a matchup to watch there. He's had three picks this season, and he's very well playing on ball. For strong safety, you'll see Amon Hananim, and then free safety Malik Moore. Malik Moore, I think, is obviously the most athletic player on the Stevens, just watching them uh, play. He's able to get around the field, make a lot of open field tackles. Very smart football player. Robinson and Moore are the two guys in the secondary. Free safety for Moore, nickelback for Robinson that are uh, the guys to watch out for primarily out of that secondary unit. Now leading the BYU offense is quarterback Jaron Hall. Hall's a returning starter for the Cougars. This season he has a 68.6% completion percentage with 1,558 passing yards. However, he's been playing a little bit injured per BYU's coach. He's got 14 touchdowns on the season with two interceptions. Not really involved much in the running game despite being a mobile quarterback. BYU resorts more to handoff if they do run any of those RPOs, but they run a lot of pro-level passing as that's what Hall is. He's taken nine sacks onto the season. And when you watch Hall, he throws in a lot of 1v1 situations, which is important to know because Arkansas secondary is going to play a lot more zone than compared to anything else. I thought Hall did a pretty good job against Baylor picking apart zone defenses at times. He's pretty good at picking up the pocket pressure and getting out there and um, you know throwing the ball away. Sometimes, though, when you watch him, he locks in on certain receivers so safety's following their eyes, body language of the quarterback, and so forth. And then the accuracy can also be a problem at time. He's a solid quarterback, though. There's a reason BYU's averaging 32 points per game with 264.3 passing yards. And the thing for BYU is they finally have their top receivers. Canoe Hill for BYU. He's 6'4", 211. He has 17 catches for 300 and 34 yards on the season. He's got four touchdowns as well. A lot of those touchdowns coming because of long opportunities. He's very fast as well. Additionally, Gunnar Romney, he's back from a kidney issue. He was checked into the hospital after leaving the Notre Dame game in the third quarter, but BYU's coach said it was just precautionary. He's a fifth-year senior, He only has five catches on 59 yards, but last season he had 34 catches for 594 yards. Again, a big receiver like Hill, 6'2", 195, very athletic guy as well. BYU's second leading receiver, wide receiver Cody Epps, 25 catches for 298 yards and five touchdowns. He's listed as a second string right now because BYU has finally got all their top wide receivers back from injury. Starting for BYU wide receiver Puka Nakua, he's had two injuries this season, 
That's why he's only had four catches and 48 yards. But last season, he had 43 catches for 805 yards. With that wide receiver core back and established, though, which is why I think they can provide that playmaker element that BYU's been missing this season. They really haven't had a go-to guy on offense that's been able to, you know, spark the receiving core or anything like that. Notable guys on their offensive line, Clark Barrington, 6'6", 302, named preseason All-American, and Brake Freeland as well, 6'8", 305. Two really big, talented offensive linemen there. And with that offensive line comes a solid rushing attack. Wide receiver Christopher Brooks has 63 attempts for 384 yards and five touchdowns, 6.1 average yards per attempt. He's a really solid running back and is able to accelerate and break tackles, so Arkansas will have to be at the top of their game. Lopenai Katoa has 41 attempts for 155 yards as the backup running back and a touchdown. Jaron Hall really doesn't run the ball that much. Some key things I saw, though, in the BYU offense as they move third down chains at 42.11% around the same as Arkansas. And they do play undisciplined at times, so some false starts, some holding penalties, same thing as there. But they really don't have that you know, key playmaker, and whether that'll be uh, Puka or Romney with those guys being back will be interesting to see. But Hall's ability to throw into some tight pockets and some one-on-one situations We'll make it interesting here, especially against an Arkansas defense that struggled a little bit. And that's why I do expect a high-scoring game in Utah. Hogs defense have given up 32.2 points per game and 455 total yards per game average. 307.2 have been in the passing game and 147.8 of those have been rushing. And up front, Arkansas went with a three-man front against Mississippi State, given the air raid, rush three, drop eight strategy. And I think you'll see a lot more four-man rushes this weekend going forward. Arkansas ran some three-man rushes earlier this season, but primarily you saw a lot of four-man, and I think you'll see that. Now, defensive end Joshua Stewart, his starter, was back against Mississippi State. I do expect Stewart to play against BYU, it's good to see that there. Jordan Dominic has four and a half sacks on the season. Zach Williams with three sacks and Landon Jackson with two and a half sacks. All these edge rushers have been good this season, creating pressure and getting to the quarterback. Interior defensive linemen, Terry Hampton, Eric Gregory, Cam Ball, Isaiah Nichols. All eight of these guys, like I say every week, have been able to stay healthy, which has been huge for Arkansas and have also contributed at defensive line. Arkansas can run a four-man front because of the quality depth that they have this season. And also Drew Sanders, who has six and a half sacks this season. Something that did stand out to me against Mississippi State was zero tackles for loss. If Arkansas has zero tackles for loss against any team, especially a Power 5 or independent team like BYU, it's going to be very, very difficult to win. Creating pressure and tackling running backs in the backfield and sacks, wide receivers behind the line of scrimmage, all that's so important in the defensive game plan, and that's got to happen this week. Defensive line just has to have a better game, and I think that'll happen if uh, you know they end up rushing four, which I do expect to happen against BYU. For the linebacker core, Drew Sanders as normal, 59 total tackles on the season, 
with six and a half sacks. He's an electric playmaker, been huge in the run game, has been huge in the pass uh, rushing game as well. Arkansas just kind of has to let their stars shine with Sanders, been incredibly athletic, making plays all over the field. And as well, starting beside him is Bumper Pool. He's been playing and practicing through a hip injury. So the bye week next week will be very nice for Pool. He's got 60 total tackles. And just overall, as a linebacker, just stopping uh, the run game, picking up some pass coverages. The third linebacker that sees a significant amount of playing time is Chris Paul. And I've been really impressed by him this season. He's been picking up on a lot of um, really good plays on special teams, making key blocks, especially on that onside kick against Alabama. Not only that, but he's been wrapping up and making good tackles this season. So with Bumper being a little injured and banged up and playing through a hip issue, Chris Paul getting some of his snaps, and then also coming in for Sanders every once in a while too. When it comes to the run stoppage for Arkansas's defensive linemen and linebackers, it really comes down to two things mainly. The angles of which you tackle a player and the form of which you tackle and Arkansas is actually getting better at this. The Mississippi State game uh, struggled a lot just based off of the scheme. But in comparative to Missouri State, to A&M, to Bama, Arkansas has been tackling better. You can see it being worked on in practice and getting better. The game plan for the defense against the run has to be a stop explosive plays. And then also the secondary kind of getting involved in the run stoppage game, especially in that explosive plays part. As you probably know, the Arkansas secondary has been extremely banged up, and more injuries have accumulated. Miles Slusher did not play against Mississippi State. He's a wait-and-see situation. Jaden Johnson left the game against Mississippi State, and so did Kari Johnson. The status of those three guys are up in the air, and this is also addition into Bishop and Catalan's season-ending injury. With Malik Chavez playing the second corner role and playing solid, Hudson Clark has moved to safety, and I thought Hudson actually had a pretty good game at safety. He did have a dropped interception, but overall in coverages, Hudson did perform pretty well. Additionally, Latavius Breeny has been playing injured and a little beat up as well. Opposite of Chavez has been Dwight McLaughlin, who's been really solid all year. He got some picky calls against Mississippi State, and P.I. can't have those, especially on the road this time. He's had three interceptions on the season. Also at safety, Simeon Blair. With Arkansas, they really have to just move the guys around that are out there in their secondary. So you have the best five or six out there at all times. And that's so crucial. Arkansas getting down to some of the more um, younger guys. Keon Parker may see some playing time if um, Kari Johnson, Jaden Johnson, and Miles Slusher is out. Definitely a wait-and-see situation with those three, but the more Arkansas has, obviously, the better. I think Arkansas will play more zone in this game as well, and additionally, stopping in the passing game, you know, after the catch, tackling, being in position, and really limit those explosive plays, something the Arkansas secondary has struggled with and why the uh, number is so high for passing yards has been long touchdowns. So for Arkansas to prevent those and gives himself a shot up front will be huge. Overall, the Arkansas defense, though, tackle better and just the secondary um, kind of limit your losses in a way because the Arkansas secondary obviously 
will struggle given the injuries and everything. But, you know, how many explosive plays are you going to give up will be a huge in the equation of beating BYU or not. For Arkansas special teams, Cam Little had a 51-yarder against Mississippi State. He's 71.4% on his field goals, a perfect 22 out of 22 on extra points for 37 points. Now, there's been a lot of talk about the punting situation, and Reed Bauer is now the starting punter. He had three punts against Mississippi State, 46.3 average yards per punt. I think this should have happened a little bit sooner. Max Fletcher, the old punter, only averaging 38.3 average yards per punt, and he struggled against Mississippi State and had a 25-yard punt. Overall, he just has not looked as good as he has in practice, and Bauer performed well against State, getting back his starting job. Kick returner, A.J. Green. Punt returner, Bryce Stevens. Don't expect much there. Uh, maybe the occasional run back, but probably going to be touchbacks the majority of the time. For BYU special teams, Jake Oldroyd, 2020 uh, Kicker of the Ward nominee. He's been a perfect 2020 out of extra points. However, he struggled a little bit with field goals this season, only a 50% field goal. He's missed five kicks in the 30 from 39 Yard range, 3 for 8. In that category, their punter, Ryan Renko, 43.2 average yards per punt on 19 punts. Hobbs Nyberg, their returner, only had a one return against Notre Dame for 42 yards. They really don't opt that much to return, kind of similar to Arkansas. Line sitting at around Arkansas minus 1.5, depending on where you're seeing it. Arkansas money line being favored as well, with an over-under of 63. Arkansas was originally not favored in this game, actually. It was favored towards BYU, but then um, injury news, I think, hit with KJ Jefferson. The public money and everything kind of moved it towards the hog side. Getting KJ Jefferson, though, is so huge uh, back for Arkansas. It's time for Sam's Prediction. Prediction. I've got the Hogs winning this game on the road 35-33. to Like I was talking about earlier, getting KJ Jefferson back is so huge. And I think the main thing is Arkansas has to control the game in a road environment, which is hard to do. And it really starts up front on offense. If Arkansas can give time for KJ Jefferson, give time for Rocket, for the play to develop and the RPO decision to get ran, I think the Arkansas offense will ultimately be successful. Two other things it comes down to, red zone efficiency. When Arkansas gets to the red zone, they probably have to score every time, given that this will be likely a high-scoring game. Also, Arkansas sustaining long drives and getting into the red zone is important there too. Arkansas's defense as well, it comes down to angles. How do you approach you know, the running back or the wide receiver and make the correct tackle to limit explosive plays. Secondary, same idea there, limiting your losses, limiting those explosive plays and trying to keep BYU out of the end zone and forcing field goals. This will be a high-scoring game. I'm very confident in that. And if, as long as Arkansas's offense can produce and put together drives with K.J. Jefferson, Rocket Sanders, Hazelwood, Landers, and a wide receiver steps up, Jackson, uh, Knox at tight end, Thompson. I'm confident in the Arkansas offense. The pieces are there, and it would be great to see you know things really start to click here on the road after dropping three straight. Also, comes down to playing disciplined. 
um, not having a lot of false starts, especially on the road, holding calls, things like that. Now that's all for today's episode. Signing off for now. Woo pig suey. That's all for today's episode of All Hog Sports with Sam Stimson. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode covering all Arkansas Razorback sports. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media, too. On Twitter and Instagram at All Hog Sports Pod. Like on Facebook at All Hog Sports and Arkansas Razorbacks Podcast. And on YouTube at that same name. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Go Hogs! Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.